Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner. The healing work is focused on core wound healing, life purpose work, sacred union work, and coaching and healing sessions, as well as the abundance sessions. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that would like to support the work uh, or support the bursary scheme, you can go over to the website, sacredspacehealing.org. You can click on the home button and there's a drop down menu there where you can click on the donate button and donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time. All donations go back into creating more content and into supporting the bursary scheme. So today's podcast is a brief one. Uh, just looking at some of the um, some of the uh, overwhelming expectations that we might have at this time um, as a world community, as individuals, as we go into what's termed as social distancing, self-isolation, quarantine or lockdown. So I was uh, on the Instagram page for the healing website today and um, I sometimes like to follow accounts that um, are travel accounts so that you get to see wonderful photos of places around the world and I was following one such account and they posted a video up of uh, dating in uh, lockdown and the scenario went something like this we don't really know how this couple met but he, the, so the guy spends a lot of time finding his most perfect outfit. He shaves, he t- trims his beard, he uh, trims his hair, um, you know, he gets ready for this date. And then he goes and sits on his balcony and he's got um, a bottle of wine and his meal in front of him and an empty seat in front of him. And then way on the other side of uh, the street or, you know, the, the city, on another rooftop, we see this girl do the same thing. So she's sitting on a table and she's got her plate out and, and her glass of wine, which her flatmate had set up for her as a surprise. And then he sits there with his phone in front of him so he can see her face and they can have dinner together, even though they are um, separated by a neighborhood or however many miles is between them, and plus it's quarantine. And I think they updated it for lockdown and they updated it by he buys himself he buys himself um, an inflatable uh, massive uh, transparent bubble <laughs> that he can get so he gets inside the bubble and he blows it up and then he can now touch her hand through the bubble so um I'm, it was meant to be i think it was meant to be aspirational and it was meant to be spreading love and joy and it worked for a lot of people and then me, grumpy old me, I looked at that and I thought, well, yeah, I mean, it does make me smile, um, the whole scenario and, you know, sitting inside a bubble, the the whole ridiculousness of it makes me smile. But I think on a deeper level, so many people, as I looked through the comments, were saying, why can't this happen to me? Um, I want to meet someone like that. I want to be dating like that. This is what I should be doing. And I thought, you know what this is creating? Which, and I've talked about this in another podcast, is this unrealistic 
expectation that unless we are smashing it right now, you know, unless we're creating an online course, we've got multimedia event going on, we're Instagramming live of beauty regime or how we combed our hair or what we had for breakfast or we've written a cookbook or we've just finished that novel, we're somehow failing at lockdown. We're failing at this global epidemic that's happening. We're not doing enough. And that's seeping into our relationships. So we should be on loads of apps. We should be on house party and Zoom. And we should be like FaceTiming our mates all the time and having a great time. And why aren't we all over social media connecting with people? And of course, in our dating, we should be doing all kinds of inventive things. Why aren't we Zoom dating and Skype dating and, um, you know, sitting in a bubble and, and trying to have a date with someone? And the reality is very different. So when you look at what social media creates for us, this expectation of how we should be smashing anything and we're out there and we're creating, the reality is completely different. You know, people on the ground living their day-to-day lives are saying the same things. That This is incredibly difficult. Um, it's isolating. It's scary. It's enough to just get up in the morning and make breakfast and, you know, answer a few emails or get through the day, let alone sit inside a transparent bubble and organize a date with someone on the other side of the city. I mean, I think these expectations and when we view these things on social media make us feel like we're failing. This is never going to happen to me. Why isn't this happening to me? Something is wrong with me. Um, You know, why can't I meet someone like that? Why can't I be more inventive like that? Why am I failing at life? It creates this incredibly... um, impossible level of what happiness needs to look like you know happiness contentment joy peace will look different for each person and I think one of the most important things that we can do right now is to have compassion for ourselves and for others is to be mindful of ourselves our thoughts our emotions and mindful of the way we interact with other people to be kind to be generous to be compassionate I think one of the most important things that we can do right now in terms of self-care is to ensure that we don't put any extra pressure on ourselves. That if all you've done in a day for the last week is get out of bed, you know, cook a good meal and keep your house clean, you've done a lot. For a lot of people, what's happening right now is a real shock to the system. All their routine has gone out the window. For lots of people, jobs have fallen away. If they were self-employed or freelancers, there's a huge level of uncertainty. And I think people who are, there's a distinct um, divide between those who are facing lockdown and quarantine uh, in employment and are working from home, knowing that they're still going to get paid every month and that their jobs are secure at the end of this, with compared to freelancers and those who are self-employed who have no certainty whatsoever for what's going to happen to them um, during this time and also after lockdown. And so your self-employed and your freelancers are predominantly those who work in the arts. All your writers, actors, directors, producers, casting directors, agents, musicians, singers, um, you know, the whole gamut Everyone that we rely on for entertainment is facing a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. But you also have freelancers and small businesses, you know, your your local hairdressers, your local bakery, your restauranters, um, your cafes, um, your boutique um, clothes shops or boutique uh, perfumers or, uh, you know, makeup shops. 
all of those lovely little shops that you like to go into, all those online websites that you like to visit and get that little sweet thing from, everyone is facing, all of, every single one of those self-employed freelancers, small businesses are facing a huge level of uncertainty. And I think those in employment who are working from home and finding the transition difficult because they don't get to see their friends at work, they don't get to have lunches, they don't get to socialize, they're dealing with one kind of thing, which is a readjustment to working from home, essentially a readjustment to what it feels like to be self-employed a lot of the time, you know, to, to make up your own hours, to structure your time, um, to have very little contact with lots of people. Um, so they're facing that, whereas many who are in small businesses or self-employed are facing that uncertainty. I mean, in the UK, they're all having to sign on and claim benefits, which for many they've never had to do before. And not only do they have to swallow their pride in doing that, but also the benefit system in this country is, as we know, completely broken and isn't enough money to even get you through the week, let alone you know months on end until June when we're told that lockdown might end. So I think as a world community, we're facing lots of different trajectories and lots of different emotional impacts of what's happening. And what we don't need is the added pressure that we really should be choosing our outfits and dating in quarantine like this, or happiness in quarantine looks like this, or creativity looks like this. You know, We have to set our own standards for what peace and sanity and joy and love and laughter and contentment will look like during these times. I think we also need to extend compassion. So I, th I feel that, that there is that divide and the employed, those who are sitting at home working from home, aren't really getting what it's like for freelancers and small businesses. I've said this before on social media, but I reiterate it in these podcasts. You know, if you have a relationship with anyone who is a freelancer or a small business, pay your invoices on time. You know, communicate with them. Don't keep them waiting for that installment or that invoice or whatever it is because I think it's one of the things that people in employment never really understand about those who are freelancers or self-employed if you don't pay someone who is self-employed or a freelancer that directly impacts their well-being it directly impacts their finances they're not getting a monthly wage so if you choose not to pay your invoice whether it's an invoice for work that they have done or a service that they have provided for you you're directly taking money out of their of their hands. And that affects whether they can pay their bills, whether they can buy their weekly shop, whether they can send their kids to school, whether they can pay their rent or their mortgage. So if you're an employed person that is able to pay your bills at this time and you're not because you're falling behind or you're struggling with what it's like to work from home or you just think, oh, well, I'll pay it next week, don't. Pay your invoices and pay your bills and honour those that are small businesses, freelancers and self-employed within your community because this is the worst possible time to not pay what you owe. And don't make your small business owners and your freelancers chase you for invoice, which I know so many are having to do right now. Don't give them the added stress of that. This is how we get through this compassionately and as a community and mindfully. We stop thinking about ourselves as we saw in the first few weeks in the UK, I don't know what it's been like around the world, but in the UK, it's ridiculous. People were panic buying Lurol and bread and vegetables. I mean, all our supermarket shelves were completely empty because a certain sector of society that had the money and the capability to locust their way through a supermarket took everything, bought it all, 
hoarded it. And then as we're seeing now here in the UK, there's a mass surplus of stuff that's just being chucked out because it's past its sell-by date. Now, that had a direct impact on the vulnerable within our society, the elderly, those that don't have much money, those that can't do a big shop, those that were working long hours. I had friends who were working a, you know, a long shift, and then they went to the supermarket. They just wanted to buy their dinner, and there was nothing that they could buy to feed themselves that evening because those that had didn't think about anyone else other than themselves. And I think... If we're going to learn anything out of everything that's happening right now, one of the most important lessons that it is vital for us to learn as a world and as a world community is to not be so self-obsessed and think about, you know, what's just going on for us, but to really extend that compassion to others and to walk in someone else's shoes. So that means, you know, think about your small businesses, think about your freelancers, think about the self-employed, think about the vulnerable, think about the elderly, think about the homeless, think about those that are in abusive homes and are trapped right now in lockdown and quarantine and do something, whether it's in thought or action, to alleviate suffering. It's, you know, if you can't do anything in action because you're ill or you're tired or you don't have the energy for it or you don't know how to thought, you know, sending out good wishes, having good thoughts is a start. And I think one of the things that's going to save us from getting uh, sucked into rabbit holes of self-obsession and narcissism at this time is constantly putting our attention outwards on how can I be of service at this time. So, um, you know, I started this podcast with that story about that Instagram post, but the reason I had such a strong reaction to it was that on many levels, these expectations that are being delivered to us by social media are creating even more pain and suffering, not only for those who feel that they're not living up to those standards, but for others who are trying to emulate those standards and by emulating those standards are fucking up the rest of society. Um, and it's time that we actually stop getting our information from social media and from TikTok and from whatever else that we might view, you know, YouTube, we see a video and we think it's telling us what the world is or, or who we need to be or how we need to date or how we need to eat or cook or exercise. But all of these things are things that, that we need to discover for ourselves. I've said before that we have such reliance on apps now. We have an app for meditation, an app for yoga, an app to keep track of our cycle, an app to keep track of our finances. Tomorrow, if all the apps stopped and all of our internet stopped, we'd be fucked. I mean, we can see right now what's happening to us when everything has stopped in our country, That how, what an impact it's had on us. So the next stage of that is for all our communication lines to go down. If internet stopped t tomorrow... For most of us, for most people who live their lives not only through social media but through apps, they'd be fucked. They wouldn't know how to meditate. They wouldn't know how to do a yoga pose. They wouldn't be able to keep track of their finances. You know, everything would suddenly disintegrate. We can't be this reliant on technology for the simplest things in life, which ultimately are about connection, connection to self, connection to a greater energy, connection to others. If we don't take back our power... If we don't reclaim it, if we don't use this time to really dig deep and go within, it will be a catastrophe. You know, we have been given this great opportunity to shift our levels of consciousness and to up-level. But we have free will. 
So the situation is there in front of us. We can choose love, we can choose fear, we can choose competition, we can choose community. We can choose to think about things from someone else's perspective, or we can choose to be narcissistic and believe that the world revolves around us. You know, doing the inner work, self-development doesn't mean that we have to turn into narcissists. Part of self-development is that as we develop compassion and love for ourselves, we're a better place to put it out into the world. But what tends to happen is we listen to an app that tells us how to meditate and how many breaths to hold in and how many breaths breaths to exhale for. And because we listened to that app or we went on a Zoom call and we watched someone tell us how to meditate for 20 minutes, we think that we've ticked that box of spirituality. Oh, I've done my spiritual stuff, did a bit of meditation, did a little bit of yoga, I'm sorted now, I can go back to being an asshole. Because that's really how the majority of the population has been living. And it's time for that to change. So my my suggestion would be, my suggestions would be, you know, don't go on social media looking for um, free stuff, again, on how to meditate, on, you know, how to raise your vibration, on how to connect with people, on how to date, um, on how to cook a balanced meal, you know, don't keep searching for this information from sources outside of yourself. But take the time to really sit with yourself and listen to your body. What does your body want to eat? What kind of exercise does your body want to do? Ultimately, yoga, for example, is about moving the body in harmony with the breath. And yoga was often, you know, it was initially done to prepare the body for meditation. So you get all that restlessness, you get all those those kinks and that pain out of your body, and then you, you, you're able to sit in meditation for longer. But really, yoga is about your connection with your body and with your breath and with a higher source of energy. You can move any way you want to move. You don't have to log on to an online class or watch an Instagram live or get on Facebook and get your sweaty Betty leggings on and get your little crop top on and get your headband on in order to be doing yoga. You just need to move your body in a way that your body wishes to move. And for some days... That's going to be lying on the mat and doing a few stretches. And other days you're going to feel more active. And that's okay. Just like some days you're going to want to change your outfits and flirt with the person in the building opposite you. And some days you're going to want to sit on the sofa and eat chips in your pajamas. And that's okay. And I think we we have created so many unrealistic, exhausting expectations for ourselves based on information that is being fed to us that it is fucking us up and taking us further and, and further away from the truth of who we are a lot of this information that comes out on social media is fake it's been created usually to to shift us in a direction whether it's to buy something to sign up for something or to shift our consciousness to a vibration it will come under the guise of many things, you know, here's something very happy and uplifting, or here's something that will help you with your spiritual journey. But often it's redirecting us down rabbit holes. Um, A lot of the information that we source, that we are exposed to on the internet, on social media, is very cleverly targeted, because information has been collated about us from our emails, from our search history, from our social media likes and dislikes, from our comments on social media. All of this is kind of stored in some massive database and then generated leads point us in various directions to other content. And so really our world is being shaped and manipulated based on 
how we are interacting with technology. Now, if tomorrow we stop interacting with technology in that way, and we actually choose to go back to ourselves and tap into ourselves about what we need and where we're at and what makes us happy, all this information won't be out there and we won't still be seeking nirvana out there. And that's what has us running around in circles, fucking up the planet and being shit to each other. So uh, my invitation for today in this podcast, wherever you are right now in terms of lockdown, and you know, I don't know if in months to come these podcasts will even be relevant because hopefully things will have moved forward so much. But I think the relevance is in making time to connect to where you're at and being okay with where you're at no matter where you are on your journey. So being okay with not feeling creative, being okay with not feeling productive, being okay with not wanting to have a presence on social media. You know, all of those things are okay. Being okay with not wanting to date or not wanting to do a um, an elaborate stunt in order to win over the person that you might be attracted to. Being okay with all of those things and accepting yourself for where you're at. Placing some of your awareness, because as soon as you accept yourself, you're better placed to to put awareness into someone else's story. It's only because we don't accept ourselves that we can't even bear to think about something from someone else's perspective, because we haven't offered that level of acceptance to ourselves. So once you've got that level of self-acceptance, you're better placed to look at things from someone else's point of view, and to think about how other people in society are finding things at this time, and to not be an asshole, but to actually say, oh, do you know what, I have some invoices that I need to pay, or there's that vulnerable person over there that might need something more than me, or there's that person I could check up on, or there's that good deed that I could do, or maybe I could do some charity work and help those that are really fucking struggling right now, and and get out of my own head in terms of what a terrible thing this is that's happening to me because I can't go to the pub or I can't go to the park or I haven't been able to hug someone for a week and that's not to negate that actually I think what we're experiencing right now is a kind of psychological warfare that we're, we're sort of being put into solitary confinement for many people this is anxiety making and it really is a battle of our minds and our spirits that we come out of this stronger than ever before. And we don't lose ourselves in addictions, in depression, in anxiety, in fear-based reactions, but that we come out of this better placed to love and be more compassionate and do good in the world. Um, I keep being reminded of the, the journey and the story of Nelson Mandela. I remember reading Long Walk to Freedom decades ago. I was really young. I was in my late teens, my early 20s. And um, I mean, it's a thick old book, you know, but it's an incredible read. And just being so in awe and so humbled by this man's tenacity and his generosity of heart and his hugeness of mind and capability that when he was imprisoned and and all he had was that tiny cell that he was in for 23 hours a day to move around in, that he exercised his body, his mind and his spirit and vowed to not let this prison rob him of the truth of who he was, rob him of his spirit. And when he left, he was unstoppable. It was almost as if being in that confinement 
was his metal. It was kind of his, it's what made him. Not, not that that's anything that you would ever wish upon anyone. And I was, I remember reading his words and being so fucking inspired by, by his tenacity and his strength that out of such pain and suffering and adversity, he came out of it and became leader of his nation and led, but he was already learning how to lead himself when he was in confinement. We cannot do any good in the world whilst we can't even take care of our own needs and acknowledge our own needs and have compassion for our own selves in our most beautiful moments and in our most ugly moments. And so these are things that it is important for us to start to bring our attention to in these times. So if there's anything that you take away from this podcast, in no particular order is, it's okay, wherever you are at right now, it's okay. You don't need to be smashing it all over social media, and you don't need to be creating some new online course, product, event that is going to take the world by storm. You don't need to be writing that bestseller. You don't need to be uh, creating that new whatever. It's okay for you to just get through the day. To have uh, compassion for yourself and to extend that compassion to others. So if you are at home and your wages are paid up and you're working from home now, to pay your fucking invoices, you know, pay people that you owe money to and pay them on time. To have that compassion to say, if I don't pay this person, they may not eat this week. So I better get on it and honour my obligations because I have food in my stomach and in my fridge. Get with it, like start to connect the world outside of your own little bubble. To have the strength and the um, courage to go it alone, to not need an app to tell you when to breathe and when to meditate and how to sleep and what to eat, but to actually listen to your own guidance, to yourself. And yeah, you might get it wrong a few times, a few hundred times, but eventually your guidance system is going to get you back on track. The thing about having your own guidance system is no one can screw with that. It's not going to crash. It's not going to get hacked into. It's not going to get manipulated by others. It's your guidance system and it goes with you wherever you go. And to use this time to really work on compassion and love for yourself so that you can be of greater service in the world because the world needs you to be of greater service to it in order for us to survive. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace, abundance and health. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.